They're going to be kind of the, the surprise Cinderella team. Just defensively, just get incrementally better. Everybody has lived up and failed expectations. That's you, it. The box score is what the box score is. Sucks for them. It <laughs> that was what's going on with San Antonio Spurs. That's what's brewing. Right on. Welcome to What's Brewing Sports Season 3, Episode 2. Two, I am Andrew Brought, along with me, the metallic, smoky gray stallion himself. Yes. Richard Oliver. Yes. You know, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I thought it was very fitting. Kind of matches. Uh, you're talking about my new car, of course. Uh, yes. In, in Let's part. go with that. In Let's part. go with yes, that. Yes, in part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For those, uh, last last week... Uh, we did we t- did we tape after I'd had the accident? Yeah, we, we mentioned did, right? it a little bit. Yeah, on the we show. did. Yeah, so I my car was totaled. We found out. So I got a uh, today. I had to go out or yesterday went out got a new car. Right. So which is kind of cool. But you're right. It's a it's a kind of a smoky gray. I think that's the color name, yeah, right? I like is it. it you some, know, some, <laughs> so I, 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 that's kind of me. Some space age <laughs> type of color that's name. Right. Hey, so this this is uh, season three. Episode two of What's Spring Sports. So this episode today, I, I've been a little grumpy today about sports. And you, you've had to listen to it. You, you actually are a little grumpy about it as well. I am, yeah. So this episode, we're talking a little bit about sports angst. Things that are happening that are angsty. I'm not sure that's a word, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> angsty. And in that spirit, this is season three, episode two, number 32. I always like to give us our jersey. This is our O.J. Simpson show. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> O.J. Simpson show. Here we go. Let's because we're really depressed in yeah. that sense, you know, if we're wow. going to use O.J. Simpson. But yeah, number 32, probably maybe maybe the best football player to ever wear a 32, no matter what he did later. Sure. Yeah. You know? But uh, but yeah, it, this is this is a strange time in sports. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been rough in, in San Antonio in particular. But yeah, we got Spurs problems to talk about, which we will hear in a little bit. We got Astros start spring training this week with a cloud of scandal enveloping them. The uh, XFL kicked off this week, and I bring that up because your team, your favorite team, the Dallas Renegades, lost. <laughs> My favorite. Your favorite I didn't even team. Know that was your, the your name. Your favorite XFL team, <laughs> the Dallas Renegades, lose to the St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> In front of in front of other the, people, you gotta love the name of these teams. Oh, I know they're just the the hatchet men, St. <laughs> Louis. Exactly yeah. right. It's a, a Houston uh, Houston won yesterday. They beat Los Angeles. You know, finally in some sub sports, they finally beat Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, no wait, we beat them in the World Series a couple of years ago, didn't we? Oh, didn't we? Okay. Yeah, there we is. did. There yeah, the Dodgers whiners. Uh, <laughs> But so we got that going on, and then and then we got we got hit in San Antonio with some unexpected news this week. The uh, the Rampage, our hockey team, is heading to Las Vegas, and we'll talk about that as well because you talk about angst. Yeah. Spurs fans' radars went up right away because the WNBA went to Las. Our stars went to Las Vegas. The Rampage go to Las Vegas, and we know that there's big money in Las Vegas once an NBA team. And so were they sniffing around San Antonio for that? All the 
insiders say not true. Spurs are here. They've still got a 10-year lease remaining with the AT&T Center, 10 years remaining on their lease. Uh, the uh, Holt family still controls the Spurs and loves San Antonio, invested in San Antonio. I think there's a pretty huge buyout if they left San Antonio. So uh, all those kind of different things. But we got a lot to talk about. That's man. right. That's right. But before we get too deep into the stuff, mm-hmm. I got to get brewed up. Yes. I have to get brewed up. Yes. So let's get to the brew topic. And you did earlier tonight, by the way. I did get in this up. topic in particular. That's I mean. right. That's right. In fact, uh, in light of everything that's happening, I think I got to come clean as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to confess to you listeners and you, Richard, that I, in fact, I use PEDs. Oh. You know, we have suspected this for quite some time. Yeah, it's the Being only Being a performer, yeah. you're out on tour, yeah. you got to you got to do two or three shows a day sometimes. Right. I knew it. And I then, knew and then it. they come in here and talk and Yeah, it's just it's a lot of effort. That's right. I use coffee. I use uh, coffee and espresso. Not was I what I was expecting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think most people would expect that from I me. I was thinking greenies. <laughs> I was expecting. You know, they do have green coffee beans. Yes, they do. <laughs> so it could be, could be that as well. Could be that as well. So you do. So you're you're confessing to, your, confessing. to your addiction. Yeah. To your, I got to tell you, when I showed up to this to your house to get ready for the show, I was not awake. No, you looked a little logy. I was not awake. You were, well, uh, you were well, yawning more than talking. That's the show, sure. the the show stomp was actually in town this weekend, right? And of course, all of those guys are my friends. Mm-hmm. Half of them I trained with when I first started the show. We all started the show together in New York, and the other half I just met through years of performing, either in New York or here in North America. One of them I met overseas on the Euro tour. So I just, I knew all of those people. Mm-hmm. So naturally I went out and saw the show, checked them out. They changed the show a little bit. It mm-hmm. looks good. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really fun show. Uh, and then of course we, we dabbled around the, uh, the river walk for a little bit. Yes. As by dabbling means you, as you bar do. hopped a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know what? We didn't actually bar hop as much as I would have liked. But we were out late nonetheless. Right. And so it was a late night, and then I was up with James a little bit. And uh, so anyway, I, I struggled. I, I crawled into the kitchen uh, today <laughs> yes, to get ready for the episode. And uh, by doing so, I felt like I needed I needed some enhancement. Yes. And so I went to the espresso. And let me tell you, it works. It works. Yes. <laughs> you and we, we yeah. You, I am you, here. I am perked up. I am ready. Suddenly you were full of opinions. You were full of life. <laughs> you had right. things going That's on. Right. You're right. playing with the baby or walking around. Yeah. I don't know what you put in your espresso here, but let me tell you. Just a uh, couple shots, my friend. It was a jolt. <laughs> it was a jolt. And the lovely Mrs. Oliver and I went out last night in my new car. We had to take a drive in my new car. Uh, naturally, I, as you do. I don't typically buy new cars, so this is like a big thing for me. Uh, but I, we drove and got coffee and we drove up to get a, what Laura loves the flat white uh-huh. drink at Starbucks, which I think is a, a tea with espresso in it or something. What is it? No, it's like, you're a, you're a it's former like, barista. Yeah. It's like a, what is it like? Like a cappuccino or something, but they put uh, the shots on top. So ah. it's like steam the milk or, so, and I said, and I, yeah, I drove and it was really, it was delicious once I got it, but we drove up and I, I ordered, I said, I'd like a tall, too tall flat whites i never had one before the lady said oh you want a quad and i said and so i said yes 
And I did just like that, like, uh, yes, because I had no idea. I didn't right, know. right. So we get up there, and she said, that'll be $14. <laughs> and I said, well, okay, <laughs> wait a minute. Fourteen dollars for two, you know what? For two small ones, you know. Howard Schultz just, is struggling these yeah, days. Yeah, I tell you what, Starbucks <laughs> is, you know. Uh, but she, she laughed and said, "No, no, that's that's for four shots of espresso each, each one, each one, and the tall cup. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not grande or you know whatever venti or whatever the big one is. Yeah, tall, four yeah. shots of you espresso. You were being set up to go to the moon, my I friend. I told her, I said, you know, uh, Laura's like, have they, have they already started making those? <laughs> So, no, no, have stop, stop. So anyway, she brought it out, but it still had two shots of yeah. espresso in it, espresso. And and I I was uh, I woke up this morning about five forty five, and I you was were ready to go. I was up. Yeah, I ended up walking. I walked, <laughs> took my walk, and I walked all the way to the gas station to yeah. get my paper. I usually go get a paper because I don't subscribe anymore, but I go every Sunday. I'll go get a paper, and uh, man, I was ready to go. That's right. And then about one o'clock. <laughs> that's Crash, also true. Burn. That, that's also true. Right, that's so why. That's why we got to rush through this this show before the crash happens. Before the crash happens. <laughs> but but anyway, anyway, that's and again, this is what's brewing sports. So we right. always like to talk about brews. And uh, uh, you know, last week we did chocolate beer. That's right. Which was again very good. We, we called it. Uh, one, still have another one left in there, by the way. I know. I yeah. Don't know if you saw. We, we, that. we could split it. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, and then, but but yeah, you and you are excellent at the espresso. I I love espresso. Yeah, Laura, my my Mrs. Oliver loves it as well. So yeah. when you come over and say you want espresso, she perks up. Right. You know, and then so I do also too. But she'll be up all night. The you jolt, know, <laughs> because of the jolt. Uh, so yeah, so good, so good. Well, we need. We, you know what? Are, are you are we done with the espresso? Yeah, part? I think we're done because we needed it. Well, yeah, we needed it for this show. Needed some kind of pick me up. This this has been a rugged week. Now you are a whippersnapper. Okay. You are a youngster. You're not a, you're not seasoned like me. You're not. <laughs> Here we go. You're not smoky metallic gray like me. <laughs> so uh, I have not earned the distinction. You're no. not just yet. Not just yet. But uh, there was a show called Hee Haw, which maybe I do know. Hee-haw. You do know Hee Haw. Okay. Oh, come on, South Texas. You got to remember, born and raised, know, buddy. And so I thought about when we talked about what we wanted to talk about on the podcast today. I thought about that where they sing up there. They get up to sing, "Gloom, despair, and agony <laughs> I, I, I on me." Remember that, yeah. Deep dark depression, excessive misery. <laughs> if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Nice. Gloom, despair, and agony. On me. That's our show, that buddy. Is our- <laughs> that is our show. Gloom, despair, and agony. So are you guys excited to hear yeah, more of this? We're gonna this is we're gonna start. We're gonna start because you know what? San Antonio wants to hear this. They wanna you need they need to let let it out. Yeah, it's cathartic, maybe. Yeah, they need to they need to let it out. Yeah. The Spurs suck. It's bad. The Spurs suck. It's bad. They cannot, you know, they at least for a while they were beating some of the marquee teams out there and now they're on the rodeo road trip and as we sit here they've lost four straight and and not by little margins you know they're they're just not playing very well and they're three four games back now the eight seed in the in the western conference they're closer to the 12 seed than they are to the eight seed and it is a it's a difficult time if you're a spurs fan and not just just because of the fact that they you know they're, they're just not playing well but they're losing to teams like Sacramento, which again, Sacramento is kind of coming on a little bit. But 
You don't lose to those guys. Not by like 18 or whatever it was. Oh, I think, uh, you know, Buddy Heald of the of, of Sacramento had like 11 of 12 from three or some ridiculous <laughs> thing. I forget from the field. You know, so I, I don't know. It was just it was just one of those things. I, I Anymore now, I don't watch. I go to sleep, especially for the West Coast games. I'll go to sleep and wake up after my espresso jolt kicks in. I'll wake up and look at my look at the phone and see what the score was. I just I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I just could not believe that they lost again. So the Spurs have lost, and they've got Denver this week. This rodeo road trip, do you remember last year they went one and seven? They are headed. They'll be happy if they win one on this road trip. So I agree. Well, I told you, I told you last week. Five words. Five words. Five That's words. all they're going to get from me from now on. And and then I think the distinction of that is going to be I no longer care now. Yeah. I no longer care now. I don't care about it's it's become a joke. Now you can't give up on your team, man. It's become a Come joke on. to watch them have a lead and go to bed and wake up and see the loss. Yeah. It's so predictable. It's yeah. so predictable. You can't you can't get excited for this team anymore. Right. And the biggest thing is they cannot close a game. Yeah. They could start, they could win a quarter. They can win two quarters, maybe three quarters. They cannot close a game. Right. And, and I don't. Uh, what do you say to that? You know, where where is everybody when it comes down to the wire? When it comes down to the last five minutes? Yeah, we've been saying that all year. Where is anybody? Yeah, yeah. they didn't make a trade, so they they kept they kept they they didn't even, they didn't even trade poor Damari Carroll, who has nothing to do. He doesn't get to play anymore. Right. Yeah, he's like home. You know, so it's interesting. You know, so they they, did, they didn't get rid of him. They didn't get rid of Rudy Gay. They didn't uh, Marco Bellinelli. I know there's probably not a market. For those guys, but it's very interesting to see how the Spurs are kind of just standing pat. Hopefully, you know. And again, let's go back to the the motivation here for the Spurs is they have made the playoffs twenty two consecutive seasons. Uh, you go to twenty three, you set the record. So it you could see where they'd like to focus on trying to get get there, but it's becoming increasingly clear that they're not going to get there with Demar Derozan and Lamarcus Aldridge leading the way. Uh, it just it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened with LaMarcus Aldridge in five years. Now, of course, he signed here thinking he was going to have Kawhi Leonard, have Tim Duncan for a couple of years. You know, he was going to be learning under those guys, not learning, but, you know, playing with those guys, and the Spurs would be contenders for a long time. A lot of things have happened poorly for the Spurs. We know that. Marcus Morris, you know, they, they, they've, just, just, they've had bad things happen. DeJounte got hurt last year, those kind of things. So I, I think we could sit here and make excuses all day, but we are now – inside of 30 games left of the season, and the Spurs are not making any headway. They've lost like seven of nine. Maybe it's eight of ten now. Uh, and it is a – this is the Western Conference. You know, you can't you can't mess around with these guys. Are you going to find yourself so far back here pretty soon? Yeah, they'll have a nice draft pick next year. Nothing else. I don't know if they'll fall all the way to the lottery. But, but look ahead. They play Denver. They play at Oklahoma City. They play at Utah. Uh, that's – I mean, they've got they've got some tough games coming up. They've got two games in Oklahoma City. It's kind of strange in a 12-day span. They go to Oklahoma City twice. That is weird. It is weird. It's just a, it's just a weird time. So, uh, But you go down the, – they've got – before that, they'll come home on February the 26th. They play the Dallas Mavericks. They finally come home. But if you look at this, you look at this schedule, I'm wondering, I don't know who they're going to beat. I, I mean, I don't really – they lost by – 20 at Sacramento. They they actually played Portland pretty tough. They lost by 27 to the Lakers. They played the Clippers pretty tough too. Yeah, I just 
but a lot of moral victories, but they're just not making any. And so the bigger issue now for Spurs fans, the biggest, the biggest headline it, it is not them running, making a run for the playoffs. That's not happening at this point is getting rid of the rampage. And what does that mean for the Spurs? Right. Because you know, the, 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 the stars WNBA team was sold to Las Vegas folks goes there. The rampage, which apparently was losing millions every year. Uh, I guess we didn't go to enough games. You and me, right? We did. We'd always go to one or two a year. Uh, they, Sold to the Knights in Las Vegas, bought them, and they will take over. So there's there's always been the speculation that there's all this stuff happening in Las Vegas about getting a, an NBA team. They have a hockey team now, which is actually very good. They've got the Los Angeles Raiders starting next year playing in their $5 billion stadium or whatever it's going to be. A uh, lot of money in Las Vegas, and they, they want a team. But I think, I'm thinking, it's just coincidence that the Rampage and the Stars – both went to Las Vegas ownership. There was a market there for it. They wanted it, and they they took them there. I think the Spurs. I think the discussion about the Spurs leaving is probably really just X Files stuff. Sure, you know. Yeah. Oh, but but the way things have been going around here lately, <laughs> just X Files stuff carries a little more credence. Seems to yeah. Seems to play. There's out. angst. There's angst, Andrew. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. How much angst is there? Because. You know, until fans start showing up and or complaining enough, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's enough angst, at least outwardly, that could be compelling for some of those things. I mean, clearly those things left because they were losing money. Right. So the question is, how badly do we want the Spurs as a city? Oh, it's it's it would be crushing. Oh, I think so. I think yeah. I mean, it'd be demoralizing. But I'm saying as a city, what are we going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? They'll are we going to show up to more games? Give are we them whatever gonna, they want. Are we going to – I'm just saying, are we going to yeah. – like as a mass of people, not right. necessarily the city, you know, because the city right. has some money. I just mean as a as a society, are we going to show up – And support them. And support them. Are we going to show up and demand more? And, and that's the thing. I mean, this is a really disappointing season. I'd like to see people a little bit more pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Just let them know. This is not acceptable. Right. You know, and, and not that we – don't like the Spurs. We don't like pop. It's not about that. It's just that this is not acceptable behavior for this city. Right. The biggest thing is, and, and, and we're going to get into, you know, the XFL and all that stuff, but what do we have in this city as far mm-hmm. as major sports? It's the Spurs. That's and it. Missions, double A, triple A, well, baseball. We had the rampage. We had the WNBA. We lost those things, yep. right? The missions are, they're, what Numbers are, gonna, are terrible. Yeah. Nobody's going to those games. No, their attendance was solid last year. What does that mean, solid? Solid. 5,000. <laughs> okay, okay. That's pretty 5, good. 5,000 is pretty good. You know. Total for the year? No, no, no. no. <laughs> They've got, they need a new ballpark. Everybody knows they need a new ballpark. And it can't be way out the, like Kelly Air Force Base. I'm, I'm telling you, I, look, watch around the Six Flags area. You think? I think around Six Flags area. There's some I, space there. There's space there, and I think I think it's an interesting, compelling idea. Is this an and insider tip? And it's not tip? too far from UTSA. Yeah, that's true. Which they need a ballpark as well. That's right. Is this an insider tip? You have a, a I, whiff uh, of something? I am not uh, at liberty to say. Ah, okay. Just a little what's brewing sports. Ah, you heard it here first, folks. Just speculation. That's okay. Okay. Speculation. Interesting. Yeah. Six Flags. Keep it out of that. But yeah, no, I think, I think that the... Uh, the, the problem for the Spurs is, especially in a losing season like this, I'll be interested to see the attendance as it moves forward, almost to your point. Do you, do you kind of dedicate yourself and support the Spurs? But 
as I've said time and again, the AT&T Center is located in just a kind of a rugged area or not an attractive area. It's also far. It's far. It's a, it's not a, it's, it's not a particularly easy drive to get to those games at that time of day. I, I find, I just find it really interesting to see how much will people support the Spurs, you know, when, when they're winning and they have championships and they have uh, personalities on the team that you want to follow and all those kind of different things. And you'll go to the AT&T center. Sure, it's you'll easy. make it's the a, drive it's the to the spectacle AT&T. that you're going to see. You know, I think Jeff McDonald or one of those guys last year wrote about it and said, you know, if, if this is the transition year and it's bad and we don't make the playoffs, welcome to reality, right? This is what most teams, every other team in the league goes through this kind of stuff. Almost like, five years at a time mm-hmm. this this whole 22 year running yeah. is is we're spoiled of, is oh, we're spoiled of. yeah you're exactly right yeah and it, it was it, it was a great point that jeff made the idea of, hey you know what you're just going through what everybody goes through right you know look, look at the golden state warriors yeah they're the best team of the decade and they're may finish last this year right which is scary because now they're gonna have clay thompson and steph curry and the number one draft the- pick, <laughs> and you know Draymond Green right, next right. year, they're going to be okay. I'm sure they're not really that worried about this. No, year. they're not too worried about it. Yeah, you know what? Their fans know what's happening. Hey, we're without our two best players. Oh, and Kevin Durant's gone. So yeah, I don't know. You think maybe we're kind of trying to pull back too? Well, we better pull back a lot more than we are. <laughs> we're trying, yeah, they're trying at this point. I don't know. No, they never. We'll it's not in the makeup of that team to do that. It's not, but. but but well, so. well, we say that, but it's how the team started. Yeah. It's how all the 22 years started in the first place. If you That's look true. at the the year leading That's up true. to in this whole David thing. David Robinson's got back going. injury. Yeah. Made, brought us Tim Duncan. Yeah. Yep. So, right. yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm down with that. <laughs> Might as well. You're not going to make the playoffs now. Yeah, no. I mean, it'd have to take some amazing run to make that happen. And not only that, not only just them now, it's everybody else's fate. Like, everybody else would have to start falling off. Yeah. For them to catch up. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Memphis they're too far behind. To fall, yeah. I think they're too far behind. We'll see. Uh, you're, to your point, yeah, we'll, we'll have more to talk about next so week. So what's our next depressing topic? <laughs> Are you feeling heavy I'm yet? I'm feeling heavy yet. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this on your way We've to work. We've done gloom. <laughs> We've done despair. What's our agony? What's our agony topic? Definitely the Astros. Oh, I knew that's where we're going. Definitely yeah. the Astros. Starts this week. Yeah. Middle of this week. The Astros show up. Pitchers and catchers report. Usually the happiest words in sports for me. Pitchers and catchers report. Yeah. And uh, man, man, the cloud of, of, of talk about agony. What do you think is going to be the topic of conversation of pitchers and catchers in the league? Yeah, I this wonder. Week? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what that I'm, I'm curious what the Astros are going to be going through as they as they come in from other teams. Right. And what's interesting is they share the, the spring training complex with the Washington Nationals. Which beat them in the World oh, wow. Series. Yeah, so it's a really interesting kind of a kind of a situation. Sure. And uh, there's a lot of questions about the Astros, which we'll talk about the Astros uh, moving forward, and the Rangers too. Had some have a pretty good, cool things happening too. Uh, but they both both teams have uh, question marks going into spring training, and but that would be about the roster. That'll be about the different players. Uh, hey, are the Astros? Who's their number five starter? Who's going to be? Who's going to play right field? Is JJ Redick or is Kyle Tucker good enough? And, uh, what are they going to do at catcher now? You know, they've got Maldonado, but they they don't have really a backup. All that, all that kind of stuff. They lost Will Harris, but nobody cares about that right now, right? Because all when they show up, all that anyone's going to care about is 
what the offseason has brought. And that, you, that has been pain. That has been pain. And what's interesting is when we talked about angst, you and I were talking about angst today, uh, just preparing for the show and talking about Spurs, Rampage, uh, even Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, are they going to sign him, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all the different things that are happening, the Astros were the one thing that, that, that that's the definition of angst. If you're an Astros fan, you don't know exactly what I I want to I want to be an Astros fan. I want to I want to be that passionate fan that loves that team like I always did from when I was a kid growing up. I mean, I've talked about it before. But now I got to admit I'm wounded by this. I'm wounded by it. So, I definitely have angst about not only this team but which is going to be a really good team. Will they circle the wagons? Will they will they watch each other's back? Will they be would it be one of those things where it's us against the world? Will Dusty Baker be that kind of a manager that he could manage that kind of thing? Uh, and they do something extraordinary in the face of all the vitriol and you know stuff they're going to get from all opposing teams and fans? Or will it be something where they're affected? Young yeah. guys, they wilt under it. You know, those kind of things. I'll be very interested to watch this. Tell you what, we were, we were talking about this earlier, and uh, we were talking about how some of your friends have, have – it's been enough. They're gone. They've turned their yeah. back. It's, it's been enough. They've unplugged cable, one of them. <laughs> That's right. Said, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to watch them. Axe to the TV. Yeah. Uh, and Katie, I thought, brought up a good point. Is that what you want to know as a fan is, is there any redeemable qualities within the organization at this point? Mm-hmm. In that, okay, so they messed up and they did that and they cleaned house allegedly. But is it going to be a redemption story where they come back around to uphold the values of a of a franchise that's been around for a long time? Right. That you've fallen in love with. You've fallen in love with, you know, the overall just the I don't know, the moral character of it all. Mm-hmm. Right. And are they going to redeem themselves to come back to that level? Right. That's what you want to know, I think, as a fan. I think that's the question. And if they're going to do that, is it is it salvageable then? That relationship, is it salvageable then? Right. Or are they not? Are they going to continue going down this way? Now, in that light, I got to tell you, after we talked, I started watching some interviews and some different things about this whole thing. I there's the there's, I didn't even know or I, I, I don't know where I was, but I didn't hear about the watch thing with Boston yeah. Back in, was it 2014? Watch. Yeah, several years ago now. Yeah. And then there was something else with the Red Sox in 2018. Something yeah. else came out about them with sign stealing. And and so, and the thing that's so interesting is that to hear these, to hear anybody talk about sign stealing, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's a point to it that people kind of smile about it when they talk about it. Like, it, if you're clever, it's yeah. a great thing. If you organically could steal the signs sure. while you're on the field. But it's such a weird thing because it's basically saying if you cheat the right way, mm-hmm. then you're amazing and you're brilliant. But see, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's almost a semantic because I'm not, I'm not sure that's cheating. To steal, to steal the sign. Yeah, you're stealing, you're stealing it kind of, you're at, you're, but you're doing it visually and you're on base and you're, Okay, I think this is a curveball. He's throw, catcher's putting down two fingers. That's curveball, you know. And you're like waving at your batter to say, "Hey, it's curve," you know. Uh, that's that's time immemorial, man. That's been baseball from. They'll be doing it this year, but I don't know if you know, getting a camera on you 
Yeah, so maybe maybe, maybe it should be like the participating players only participate. Right. Like the play, the people that are in the field. Yeah, and like I said, it has, to be, has to be organic. Like you know, not not you know your eyesight and like like I said, like a, a linebacker guessing where the or, or knowing hey. We watched, we studied film. We know where that running back's going to go on this play because they're in this alignment. As opposed to somebody out watching a camera somewhere right. in his ear saying, hey, this is going to be a curveball. This curve is going to be this. Right. Because yeah, this is what they've done for the last X number. So I don't know. It's a, to, to your point, though, it's yes. Yeah. Is it cheating? <laughs> sometimes cheating is, sometimes cheating is uh, romantic. Right. There's and, a right and a wrong way to that's cheat. That's right. That's right. Sometimes is it. It's it's like it's uh it's it's part of baseball. Yeah, it's like exactly. It, it's exactly. like you know, but of course in the old days the uh, players could throw at each other and you know they they get after each other and have some have some throwdowns. You know, I don't I don't, but I, I just I just look at the Astros now and just how in this social media age, it's a it becomes this white noise tornado of just just stuff and you're just dealing with it and you can't you can't get away from it and it builds it just becomes this build up you know, uh, and it's it's. I don't think the Astros is going to take some time, but 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 like you and I were talking earlier, I, you know, the Patriots came back and won championships after Deflate Gate and after the Video Gate, where they're filming other practices or the you know the the different things that have happened over the years, where the they've been accused of Spygate and, and that mm-hmm, kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and, and we're kind of proven. And and the the thing about the thing that's different about that, which I which I thought was very intriguing, was. The Patriots didn't care. Right. They didn't care. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady never apologized for deflate gate. Uh, you know, Robert Kraft, you know, never never apologized. you know, they, they they I don't I don't recall them coming out saying, Oh man, Mia culpa. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. You know, they went out and won the Super Bowl again. And I'm they trying to remember people don't like them and they're if, like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Belichick ever did a press conference i don't think so not about that he, topic i don't think he ever talked about not about and that's why i don't know if if how did he get away with Cause, that because aj hinch was great last week on mlb network i missed that guy already i mean i just thought he was a great manager great and, and he fell on his sword he's the only guy with that that whole the whole team and the whole management structure that just fell on his sword sure and i'd love to talk to reed about it because because reed wasn't there now you know he was gone before this all broke uh, but I, I just think that that uh, Reed Ryan, of course, but I, I just think that that's that's interesting is that if you'd had somebody like if Rob Manfred, had, the commissioner of baseball, had come up and said, you know, you you, you guys are this, and you guys are that, and, and, you know, you're suspended for a year and all this kind of stuff. Uh, if, if it had been Bill Belichick, you'd be like, OK, right. We're still going to go out and kick your ass. Right. And, that, and that's but the Astros were just. Just had to kind of be quiet and take it, and you know, just they got rid of people. And Jim Crane, the owner, came in, and and you know, I I, told, I just thought it was interesting. What if the what if the Astros win the World Series this year? What if they're as good as they are on paper, and they make the run for the World Series, and the Yankees pitching staff falls apart or whatever, and and they and they win the championship? Well, it won't be enough to win the one. I think. Yeah. In my opinion, so what'll happen is what I think will have to happen is. They will have to win or come close to winning this year, and then they'll have to do it again next year. You think so? It has to be like I a think I think because sustainable. Yeah, because I think you know when when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, 
I think everybody was still mad. I kind of remember just like you just kind of threw your hand in the air and just kind of waved at him and just said, whatever. Mm. We know you. We know what you guys are. We know what you do. But then the next year when they win again or they're back there again, it gets harder to ignore. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's like that rivalry thing. It's like any team that does well for a long time, they're going to be hated. Mm-hmm. Alabama is one of those teams in college football. They're just always going to be hated. Right. And you're always going to accuse them of paying for players and all this stuff. And they may very well do that. But as long as they continue to succeed, it gets harder for it to have the weight. Yeah, because I think, you're I think winning the weight, despite the, exactly. hey, we didn't need the cheating. We didn't need the... Well, because you feel like, okay, well, now the scrutiny is on them. Everybody's watching them. Right. Right? And so there's no way they can cheat now. And yet somehow they still win. What gives? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I would maintain that they've got to do that. I, that's what I'm saying. That Jose Altuve has got to hit 320 this year. Yeah. Because he was the MVP two years ago and everyone's questioning it. Right. Alex Bregman's got to, you know, match his, his numbers that he had last year. That's exactly. the runner-up yeah. MVP. You yeah. know, I'd, you go down your checklist of the different guys of that team that really benefited. You can't say Michael Brantley, really, because he started last year for him or – or, or Jordan Alvarez, you know, who's, uh, rookie. Yeah, he's going to be sophomore slump buster. We hope, but I, I just I look at those kind of things. And I think that's a great point you're making because the Astros have got to succeed in the wake of this to to justify or to validate right everything they've done for the previous three seasons. Yeah, because it it was it has been the most successful three season stretch in Major League history of any team. The Astros have been outstanding. They've won 100 games three years in a row I, and I, in, a, in a World Series championship and an American League pennant. I mean, you know, they've been really good. But I think if they if they could come out and make something happen this year, then all of a sudden it's pretty interesting. But I, I, I like, the, like the Patriots did. I mean, the Patriots were caught cheating, not once but twice, and then deflate gate. Maybe that's cheating as well uh, in, a, in a sense. But all those different kind of things, the Patriots are above the law, that kind of stuff. And people are, you know, people just rip on them all the time and everything. But I just thought it was so interesting. They don't care. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the Astros have to be a little bit like that. We don't care what you think. You know, we're, we're just, we're going to go out there and do what we do. Uh, but they've got to be successful this yeah. year. Or people will say, uh-huh. Right. You're not cheating, so you're not winning. Right. The only way forward is is winning. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think, I think that's, that's. I think, yeah, exactly. They have to win or they're doomed kind of a thing. Yep. It's, or it becomes a storyline. It becomes a storyline. But if they win, if they break out of the gate and they're – people are still going to say, oh, they must oh, yeah, be they cheating in be, some they way. They won't be Oh, they must be cheating in some for way. For winning. But, but they'll be respected a little bit more yeah, and than it, they were. And it'll it'll be it, – we'll see what – if redemption is next. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think, like I said, I don't think one year is enough. I think they're going to have to – continue to develop that culture like the Patriots. I mean, love them or hate them. They get there every year. Yeah. Almost yeah. every year. Astros they didn't get bring, there this year, but got some but, players to bring back. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so, yeah. And it's very doable for them. Yeah. Like to your point on paper, I mean, they this have, year they be. have the yeah. roster this year will be. So yeah. can they maintain that roster for several years to come with? Can they also maintain the output, mm-hmm. you know, and if, Again, it just it's hard to argue with winning as much as you want to. You, uh, I hated the guys when I was a kid in middle school. I was never really great at basketball. Shocking for anybody who knows me. I love defense, so and I was pretty good at defense. 
And man, when you were playing a kid that just talked, mm-hmm. just talked all sorts of nonsense. God, it just—it was all I could do to not just tackle him, right? Right. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not the game, right? And uh, but if he could, if he hit shots over you, oh, it was the worst. Yeah. Uh, cause it. What do you say? You're yeah. an idiot. Well, you're an idiot, but you can make shots. But you're so, doing what you yeah, said. Yeah, you did what you said you were like, gonna do. Like so. Kobe and Michael and yep. Larry Bird and yep. the biggest trash talkers around because you couldn't stop them and yeah. they knew it. Yeah. They knew it. Yeah. So that well, it, it it starts this week, man. It starts this week. Well, you know what? It. We'll see when they all show up at West Palm Beach. Here's another angle too to all of this is that it kind of makes baseball a little bit more sexy. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like I'm saying, because it's, like, it's a scandal. Finally, there's scandal. something. There's a scandal around baseball. What are you talking about man. Well, that's true. You had the steroids. steroids. You know, <laughs> gambling. I mean, yeah, but steroids in baseball. I mean, that's yeah, like that's you know, yeah. that's like chew. It, why, it, why should okay. I listen to you with that stuff, Mister Ped, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Performance and Answer? That's why I'm more intrigued. Because <laughs> <laughs> the sport you understand. That's right. That's right. Uh, if they were all working on caffeine, that'd be a different thing. That's but, true. Know, that's true. Something different. Oh. Speaking All of right. which, speaking of, of right. enhancements and, and also technology, which I think this is not the end of this topic yeah. by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Nike and its special running shoe? Oh, tell me about this. I heard you talking yeah. about this earlier. It's, well, somebody else brought it up. I think Katie brought it up, and I looked it up. It is the, uh, the Vaporfly the Nike Vaporfly. running shoe. came out in 2017, and since it has come out, the everybody that has broken a world record and there have been many since 2017 in the marathon mm-hmm. have all worn the Vaporfly shoes. Wow. Have all won yeah, these, uh, or worn these Vaporfly it's like shoes. Those, it's like those aerodynamic track suits they had for a while and they and swimming when they had yeah. those, those kind of yes, suits. Yes, you're exactly right. And yeah. that was another thing Speedo came out with and it was emulating shark skin. Yep. And so and what was interesting is what happened was the uh, the alliance of swimming or whatever, world swimming, didn't dismiss the material, but they said you couldn't use it completely over your body. Mm-hmm. So like if you were a male, you could only wear shorts. You couldn't wear a bodysuit. Right. Because the bodysuit gave you an unfair advantage. Yeah. Streamlined you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could wear the material as shorts, but you couldn't wear it as a bodysuit. That's That was their response to – because – Development and technology and all that kind of stuff, that's just a way of the world. We mm-hmm. evolve. That's what mm-hmm. we do as human beings. And and our ability to produce better equipment and, and better, you know, like Gatorade. When Gatorade first came out, that was considered an enhancing thing. Right. You know? And right. it wasn't fair that one team had access to it and the others didn't. So it's just a natural evolution of things when things come out. And it takes a while for things to catch on. I get that people talk about it. I just don't think it should be dismissed. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think it's evolution is part of the sport of it. And maybe in the books, when you talk about the records in baseball from the 20s and the 30s, you mentioned that, you know, like mm-hmm. we didn't know what we know today, even in terms of nutrition. Right. Just the fact that what we know today about nutrition is a huge step up from what they knew in the 30s. Right. So you can't compare those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. The, the the workout regimens that exist now and the weight simulations and I mean we can we could do computer simulations now on modeling people's body and muscles to the person and their behavior. 
So we what? know exactly what exercise and how often you should do that exercise that will maximize a single muscle. Right. I mean, it's just statistics now. Yeah. It's a way of life now. It was, that That is like spaceman stuff mm-hmm. if you were back in the 50s. You, you just that's like alien talk. What are yep. you talking about? So there is some give, I think, with that kind of stuff. Now, we're waiting to find out for the uh, Olympics qualifiers whether or not these shoes are going to be allowed in. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy, they did a study at Michigan where they cut the shoe open in half and they were looking at the shoe and they were saying, you know, I think they could probably it's the material because the material is a special foam. It absorbs impact, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a certain thickness, too, especially around the heel. So it tapers. And so he was saying the only thing that they could do, really, or that they should do is just regiment the thickness of foam. Mm-hmm. So whatever foam you're using, whatever your shoes foam uses must be a certain thickness. Right. And then right. that would level level the playing field somewhat. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the, you know technology is uh, – <laughs> we were just talking about the Astros and technology – but the, the technology being used to further your performance and your your you know your chances of winning something, it's a thing, man, and it's not going to get any better. Not yeah. gonna get, it's going to be really you know, they when they talk about synthetic skin and they talk about all the different kind of things you could do. Uh, somebody was talking about it swimming a skin suit where you're mm-hmm. putting on this this just a suit that it's the same it's. it's clear and it's all this stuff but you just knife your knife through the water that much quicker yeah what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed you right. know what's different it's it, it, it would be interesting to have some of the older athletes today some of the guys that were jim thorpe yeah and, and babe ruth and go back to the list of the different people in different sports that uh jesse owens i mean what would they be like today right in in, in this kind of a, a an atmosphere of specific training and computerized training and uh, just the, just the different kind of uh, technological aspects of being able to get ready for the Olympics. Right. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. I'm I'm very fascinated by that. Sure, sure. But. And that's part of the excitement, I think. And I think that you know the biggest question you got you have to ask is, you know, if it's professional sports, what is the overall point mm-hmm. of like the governing of it all and everything like that? Like, why does anybody care? I think to some extent, you need there to be some consistency in the competition so that people care. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause if there's not, let's say like, let's say that Jerry Jones was allowed to spend the money that he wants, but let's say that, you know, Florida can't do that. Mm-hmm. Miami can't do that. So that's an unfair advantage. Right. You'd probably get sick of watching football that way after a while. Well, then mm-hmm. you're going to use, you're going to lose viewership and then you're going to lose money. So ultimately, I would argue, and again, we talk about this all the time, professional sports, yeah, it's always the, like, the penultimate, but the, it's this penultimate because it's the show. It's the, it's the money. It's, it's, it's entertainment. Right. Right? And so you want the entertainment to have some kind of value to the audience or it can go by the wayside because right. there's, there's, there's tons of entertainment in the world. Right. So why choose that one? Yeah. And I think... Part of the reason you choose it is that you feel like it's a level field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That it's actually it's not rigged, even though in in across all sports we've heard over the years in the history of every sport there's some indication that there's been cheating involved or you know uh, somebody brought up 1918 I think it was the 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 Black Sox sure the Chicago Black Sox that Absolutely. threw the game yeah. yeah it was like the eight yeah. players or something that threw yeah. the game and. 
And so like yeah, that's in the books. Joe Jackson. That's in the books. I forget yeah. who Eight won. Eight men out. Yeah. Eight men out and uh, yeah, and then the Field of Dreams. Yeah. The, that's the whole premise of Field of Dreams. Oh, okay. I haven't so. seen that movie in a long time. You got to watch that movie again. I will. Probably I'll have the to watch greatest it. movie in the history of mankind. It's kind of sad though, right? It's 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 bittersweet at the end. Yeah. He gets to play catch with his dad. That's why I always cry every time I see it because I never got to play catch with my dad who was a you know, was a great baseball player. Right. Played, played for uh, Duke. And uh, was, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, was actually drafted to play minor league baseball, but decided to become a pilot instead. Oh wow! Yeah, that's so really cool. I so I watched that movie and it just tears me apart. Yeah, because my dad died when I was young. I never got a chance to play catch with him. I, I probably won't watch the movie after listening back to this episode. I probably have, I need some space. You need some space. This, well, this is a pretty heavy episode. It, it has been a kind <laughs> of depressing, <laughs> angsty. Like I said, it's an angsty episode. That's right. Hopefully next week we'll be more cheerful about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got we, we kind of went off the rails here. Let's bring it back a little uh, bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we depressed, depressed the Spurs, Rampage, you yeah, know. Astros. Cowboys, so. Astros. Uh, we didn't even get to the XFL. And your, and your you know Dallas, your, yeah, your XFL Dallas Renegades uh, lost. We'll leave the XFL. That's I know too you were, heavy. We'll leave that for next week. all over those Renegades. Yeah, I know you be, were. That'll be next week's. Talk. St. Louis oh my God. Battle Hawks. Does anybody even care? You know what? Who you know who cared about the XFL? Ja Rule. Ja Rule did ja care. Ja Rule yes, had a did. great time on Vince Twitter. Vince McMahon cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's know, putting up the money for it. I, I don't know if Ja is the uh, is the standard that I want of qualification of what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did so. Yeah, we could talk about the XFL uh, later, but that that I think uh, that's gonna have to yeah, be next because week. that's uh, we've already gotten too heavy. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Enough with the depression. That's right. That's right. I think I think we're going to end on that note. Uh, Texas Open starts soon, doesn't it? It does. And Rory McIlroy coming in, the number two player of the world, has confirmed for the Texas Open coming wow. in this, the week before the Masters in April. So it's early April uh, that weekend. So he'll be the, the first he'll be the highest player, obviously, that comes here. Who's yeah. the second highest player? Do we oh, know? He, well, he is the second highest. No, 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 no. Not in the and not I'm not in the world. I mean, like in in this tournament. In the tournament. Uh, I don't know. We may not know that yet. I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll to find I that know. out. I mean, there's some different players who are coming in who have kind of some name recognition. We know our buddy Jimmy Walker will be there, and some different people. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You think more people sign on now that he signed on? I think more people sign on. They could they could sign up to the Friday before the tournament. So I think and, more. And people, when does that sign on or start to get the tournament? Uh, it's the first or second weekend in April. Oh, great! Like, but it's the weekend before the Masters. I wonder if we could get out there. I think I might be able to work something out. That'd be kind of cool to set up there. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Here's my thing. I don't like playing golf. But you can't be talking during the, during the tournament. Well, I'll talk after they swing. We could do that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was garbage. Could. Get out of here. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> not going to fly. That'll be the shortest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Not gonna work. You can't do. They don't do keggers at. No, a, well they do them. They do them. They, they don't. They tailgate. These they don't. Things? They don't encourage that kind of uh, taunting and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you don't get a lot crowd. of. You don't get a lot of cornhole at, at golf tournaments. No. Do you? No. <laughs> no. It's a, it's it's the gentleman's game. It's a, ah. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to call it that. I see. No. No espresso. No espresso. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that that's term, not yeah. allowed. Yeah. You, you need to be more kind of dozing a little bit. This yeah, that's called. the Michelob Ultra crowd. I yeah, hear. exactly. Yeah, a little bit of that kind of stuff. So that's coming. Right. That's coming up. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much. What's brewing sports? Richard Oliver, Andrew Brought. See you next time. Yeah.